Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. Judges chapter 7. Jerubiel, that is Gideon, and all his troops who were with him, got up early and camped beside the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them, below the hill of Morah in the valley. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many troops for me to hand the Midianites over to them, or Israel might elevate themselves over me and say, I saved myself. Now announce to the troops, Whoever is fearful and trembling may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So twenty-two thousand of the troops turned back, but ten thousand remained. Then the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many troops. Take them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. If I say to you, This one can go with you, he can go. But if I say about anyone, This one cannot go with you, he cannot go. So he brought the troops down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Separate everyone who laps water with his tongue like a dog. Do the same with everyone who kneels to drink. The number of those who lapped with their hands to their mouths was three hundred men and all the rest of the troops knelt to drink water. The Lord said to Gideon, I will deliver you with three hundred men who lapped, and hand the Midianites over to you, but everyone else is to go home. So Gideon sent all the Israelites to their tents, but kept the three hundred troops, who took the provisions and their ram's horns. The camp of Midian was below him in the valley. That night the Lord said to him, Get up and attack the camp, for I have handed it over to you. But if you are afraid to attack the camp, go down with Pura, your servant. Listen to what they say, and then you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he went down with Pura, his servant, to the outpost of the troops who were in the camp. Now the Midianites, Amalekites, and all the people of the east had settled down in the valley like a swarm of locusts, and their camels were as innumerable as the sand on the seashore. When Gideon arrived, there was a man telling his friend about a dream. He said, Listen, I had a dream. A loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp, struck a tent, and it fell. The loaf turned the tent upside down so that it collapsed. His friend answered, This is nothing less than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has handed the entire Midianite camp over to him. When Gideon heard the account of the dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship. He returned to Israel's camp and said, Get up, for the Lord has handed the Midianite camp over to you. Then he divided the three hundred men into three companies and gave each of the men a ram's horn in one hand and an empty pitcher with a torch inside it in the other hand. Watch me, he said to them, and do what I do. When I come to the outpost of the camp, do as I do. When I and everyone with me blow our ram's horns, you are also to blow your ram's horns all around the camp. Then you will say for the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and the hundred men who were with him went to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch after the sentries had been stationed. They blew their ram's horns and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. The three companies blew their ram's horns and shattered their pitchers. They held their torches in their left hands and their ram's horns to the blow in their right hands, and they shouted, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Each Israelite took his position around the camp, and the entire Midianite army began to run, and they cried out as they fled. Uh, When Gideon's men blew their three hundred ram's horns, the Lord caused the men and the whole army to turn on each other with their swords. They fled to Acacia House in the direction of Zerorah, as far as the border of Abel-Meholah near Tabath. 
Then the men of Israel were called from Naphtali, Asher, and Manasseh, and they pursued the Midianites. Gideon sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim with this message, Come down to intercept the Midianites and take control of the watercourses ahead of them as far as Beth Barah and the Jordan. So all of the men of Ephraim were called out, and they took control of the watercourses as far as Beth Barah and the Jordan. They captured Oreb and Zeb, the two princes of Midian. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb and Zeb at the winepress of Zeb, while they were pursuing the Midianites. They brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon across the Jordan. Judges chapter 8 The men of Ephraim said to him, Why have you done this to us, not calling us when you went to fight against the Midianites? And they argued with him violently. So he said to them, What have I done now compared to you? Is not the gleaning of Ephraim better than the grape harvest of Abiezar? God handed over to you Oreb and Zeb, the two princes of Midian. What was I able to do compared to you? When he said this, their anger against him subsided. Gideon and the three hundred men came to the Jordan and crossed it. They were exhausted, but still in pursuit. He said to the men of Succoth, Please give some loaves of bread to the troops under my command, because they are exhausted. For I am pursuing Zeba and Zalmona, the kings of Midian. But the princes of Succoth asked, Are Zeba and Zalmona now in your hands that we should give bread to your army? Gideon replied, Very well. When the Lord has handed Zeba and Zalmana over to me, I will tear your flesh with thorns and briars from the wilderness. He went from there to Penuel and asked the same thing from them. The men of Penuel answered just as the men of Succoth had answered. He also told the men of Penuel, When I return safely, I will tear down this tower. Now Zeba and Zalmana were in Karkor, and with them was their army of about 15,000 men who were all those left of the entire army of the people of the east. Those who had been killed were 120,000 armed men. Gideon traveled on the caravan route east of Noba and Jogbeha and attacked their army while the army felt secure. Zeba and Zalmanah fled, and he pursued them. He captured these two kings of Midian and routed the entire army. Gideon, son of Joash, returned from the battle by the ascent of Harry's. He captured a youth from the men of Succoth and interrogated him. The youth wrote down for him the names of the seventy-seven leaders and elders of Succoth. He then went to the men of Succoth and said, Here are Zeba and Zalmana. You taunted me about them, saying, Are Zeba and Zalmana now in your power, that we should give bread to your exhausted men? So he took the elders of the city, and he took some thorns and briars from the wilderness, and he disciplined the men of Succoth with them. He also tore down the tower of Penuel and killed the men of the city. He asked Zeba and Zalmana, What kind of men did you kill at Tabor? They were like you, they said. Each resembled the son of a king. So he said, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As the Lord lives, if you had let them live, I would not kill you. Then he said to Jether, his firstborn, Get up and kill them. The youth did not draw his sword, for he was afraid, because he was still a youth. Zebat and Zalmanah said, Get up and strike us down yourself, for a man is judged by his strength. So Gideon got up, killed Zebat and Zalmanah, and took the crescent ornaments that were on the necks of their camels. Then the Israelites said to Gideon, Rule over us, you as well as your sons and your grandsons, for you delivered us from the power of Midian. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, and my son will not rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. Then he said to them, Let me make a request of you. Everyone give me an earring from his plunder. Now the enemy had gold earrings because they were Ishmaelites. 
They said, we agree to give them. So they spread out a cloak, and everyone threw an earring from his plunder on it. The weight of the gold earrings he requested was 43 pounds of gold. In addition to the crescent ornaments and ear pendants, the purple garments on the kings of Midian, and the chains on the necks of their camels. Gideon made an ephod from all this and put it in Ophrah, his hometown. Then all Israel prostituted themselves by worshipping it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and his household. So Midian was subdued before the Israelites, and they were no longer a threat. The land had peace for forty years during the days of Gideon. Jerubbaal, that is Gideon, son of Joash, went back to live at his house. Gideon had seventy sons, his own offspring, since he had many wives. His concubine, who was in Shechem, also bore him a son, and he named him Abimelech. Uh, Then Gideon, son of Joash, died at a good old age, and was buried in the tomb of his father Joash in Ophrah of the Abizrites. When Gideon died, the Israelites turned and prostituted themselves by worshiping the Baals and made Baal-bereth their god. The Israelites did not remember the Lord their God, who had rescued them from the hand of the enemies around them, and not show kindness to the house of Jerubbaal, that is Gideon, for all the good he had done for Israel. Judges chapter 9. Abimelech, son of Jerubbaal, went to Shechem and spoke to his uncles and to his mother's whole clan, saying, Please speak in the hearing of all the citizens of Shechem. Is it better for you that seventy men, all the sons of Jerubbaal, rule over you, or that one man rule over you? Remember that I am your own flesh and blood. His mother's relatives spoke all these words about him in the hearing of all the citizens of Shechem, and they were favorable to Abimelech, for they said, He is our brother. So they gave him seventy pieces of silver from the temple of baal Bareth. Abimelech used it to hire worthless and reckless men, and they followed him. He went to his father's house in Ophrah and killed his seventy brothers, the sons of Jerubbaal, on top of a large stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubbaal, survived because he hid. Then all the citizens of Shechem and of Beth Milo gathered together and proceeded to make Abimelech king at the oak of the pillar in Shechem. When they told Jotham, he climbed to the top of Mount Gerizim, raised his voice, and called to them, Listen to me, citizens of Shechem, and may God listen to you. The trees decided to anoint a king over themselves. They said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, Should I stop giving my oil that people use to honor both God and men, and rule over the trees? Then the trees said to the fig tree, Come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Should I stop giving my sweetness and my good fruit, and rule over trees? Later the trees said to the grapevine, Come and reign over us. But the grapevine said to them, Should I stop giving my wine that cheers both God and man, and rule over trees? Finally, all the trees said to the bramble, Come and reign over us. If you really are anointing me as king over you, come and find refuge in my shade. But if not, may fire come out of the bramble and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Now, if you have acted faithfully and honestly in making Abimelech king, if you have done well by Jerubiel and his family, and if you have rewarded him appropriately for what he did, for my father fought for you, risked his life, and rescued you from Midian, And now you have attacked my father's family today, killed his seventy sons on top of a large stone, and made Abimelech the son of his slave woman, king over the citizens of Shechem, because he is your brother. So if you have acted faithfully and honestly with Jerubiel and his house this day, rejoice in Abimelech, and may he also rejoice in you. But if not, may fire come from Abimelech, and consume the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo. And may fire come from the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo, 
and consume Abimelech. Then Jotham fled, escaping to Beir and lived there because of his brother Abimelech. When Abimelech had ruled over Israel three years, God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the citizens of Shechem. They treated Abimelech deceitfully, so that the crime against the seventy sons of Jerubiel might come to justice, and their blood would be avenged on their brother Abimelech, who killed them, and on the citizens of Shechem, who had helped him kill his brothers. The citizens of Shechem rebelled against him by putting men in ambush on top of the mountains, and they robbed everyone who passed by them on the road. So this was reported to Abimelech. Gael, son of Abed, came with his brothers and crossed into Shechem, and the citizens of Shechem trusted him. So they went out to the countryside and harvested grapes from their vineyards. They trampled the grapes and held a celebration. Then they went to the house of their god, and as they ate and drank, they cursed Abimelech. Gael, son of Abed, said, Who is Abimelech, and who is Shechem that we should serve him? Isn't he the son of Drubael, and isn't Zebul his officer? You are to serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem. Why should we serve Abimelech? If only these people were in my power, I would remove Abimelech. So he said to Abimelech, Gather your army and come out. When Zebul, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gael, son of Abed, he was angry. So he secretly sent the messengers to Abimelech, saying, Beware! Gael, son of Abed, and his brothers have come to Shechem and are turning the city against you. Now tonight, you and the troops with you come and wait in ambush in the countryside. Then get up early and at sunrise attack the city. When he and the troops who are with him come out against you, do to him whatever you can. So Abimelech and all the troops with him got up at night and waited in ambush for Shechem in four units. Gael son of Abed went out and stood at the entrance of the city gate. Then Abimelech and the troops who were with him got up from their ambush. When Gael saw the troops, he said to Zebul, Look, troops are coming down from the mountaintops. But Zebul said to him, The shadows of the mountains look like men to you. Then Gael spoke again, Look, troops are coming down from the central part of the land, and one unit is coming from the direction of the diviner's oak. Zebul replied, What do you have to say now? You said, Who is Abimelech, that we should serve him? Aren't these the troops you despised? Now go and fight them. So Gael went out, leading the citizens of Shechem, and fought against Abimelech. But Abimelech pursued him, and Gael fled before him. Numerous bodies were strewn as far as the entrance of the city gate. Abimelech stayed in Amorah, and Zebul drove Gael and his brothers from Shechem. The next day, when the people of Shechem went into the countryside, this was reported to Abimelech. He took the troops, divided them into three companies, and waited in ambush in the countryside. He looked, and the people were coming out of the city. So he rose against them and struck them down. Then Abimelech and the units that were with him rushed forward and took their stand at the entrance of the city gate. The other two units rushed against all who were in the countryside and struck them down. So Abimelech fought against the city that entire day, captured it, and killed the people who were in it. Then he tore down the city and sowed it with salt. When all the citizens of the Tower of Shechem heard, they entered the inner chamber of the temple of el then it was reported to Abimelech that all the citizens of the tower Shechem had gathered. So Abimelech and all the troops who were with him went to Mount Zalman. Abimelech took his axe in his hand and cut a branch from the trees. He picked up the branch, put it on his shoulders, and said to the troops who were with him, Hurry and do what you have seen me do. Each of the troops also cut his own branch and followed Abimelech. They put the branches against the inner chamber and set it on fire. About a thousand men and women died, including all men of the tower of Shechem. Abimelech went to Thebes 
camped against it, and captured it. There was a strong tower inside the city, and all the men, women, and citizens of the city fled there. They locked themselves in and went up to the roof of the tower. When Abimelech came to attack the tower, he approached its entrance to set it on fire. But a woman threw the upper portion of a millstone on Abimelech's head and fractured his skull. Uh, He quickly called his armor bearer and said to him, Draw your sword and kill me, or they'll say about me, a woman killed him. So his armor bearer ran him through, and he died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech was dead, they all went home. In this way, God brought back Abimelech's evil, the evil that Abimelech had done to his father when he killed his seventy brothers. God also brought back to the men of Shechem all their evil, so the curse of Jotham, son of Jerubal, came upon them. First John chapter 1 What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. That life was revealed, and we have seen it, and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard we also declare to you, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light, and there is absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him, and yet we walk in darkness, we are lying and are not practicing the truth. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves TV and Film Post-Production Studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.